Do you want to stop yelling and have your child listen to? Well, I have exciting news for you. If you're hearing this right now, it means that the doors to mindful parenting are open at mindfulparentingcourse.com. This only happens for a limited time, and it may be perfect for you if you want to be that patient, calm parent, but you're afraid of being walked all over, you're losing it, and you want to be that steady, peaceful parent, you don't have a cohesive method, and you take in bad advice like just count to one, two, three. Mindful parenting is an evidence-based system that not only teaches you how to calm your reactivity, but offers you a ton of personal guidance. A lot of other parenting coaches talk about the best way to respond to your child, but guess what? They don't walk you through the research-proven practices that it really takes to create changes that actually last. Mindful parenting teaches you the specific steps to create cooperative, loving relationships for life. In Mindful Parenting, you can learn how to stay calm, even if you find yourself shouting hourly now. Be present for your child no matter what they're going through. Resolve conflicts easily without yelling or taking away the iPad. Set limits without your child resenting you for days afterward. And build trust between you and your child so that you avoid misery in the teen years. The doors are open now at mindfulparentingcourse.com. Unlike other programs in Mindful Parenting, we offer one-on-one coaching to every member and weekly drop-in coaching sessions. Don't wait anymore. You and your kids are worth leveling up. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast. Today, we're talking about simplifying kids' schedules. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast, now with over a million downloads. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you've calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields, Mindful Mama Mentor. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of Mindful Parenting, and I'm the author of Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. Welcome back to the Mindful Mama podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This is one of our Friday Mindful Parenting shorts. And we talk about, we do a whole module in mindful parenting on simplifying for really good reasons. So I can't wait to dive in with this to this with you today. And just before I do, I want to let you know that we have the Mindful Parenting Teacher Training is open now for applications. And uh, you can find that at mindfulmamamentor.com if you are like passionate about parenting, or maybe you're a therapist or a teacher or parent coach or a doula, and you would like to bring mindful parenting to your location, you should go to mindfulmamamentor.com and check it out, see if we have spots left, and apply for that amazing program. I am so psyched to work with those teacher trainees. They're amazing people. I love them so much. 
shout out to you if you're one of them. But this is not what we're talking about today. I just want to let you know that so you got an idea what the schedule's going on and what's going on. But we're talking about simplifying and simplifying schedules. And this is so important because as collectively, as children's schedules have become increasingly full, their mental health has taken a big downward slide. And so it's it's pretty interesting, actually, like, and sad. Colleges and universities have begun to notice this impact on their students. And they, this American College Health Association survey did a survey of over 100,000 students and found that more than half of them felt overwhelmed, very sad, and overwhelming anxiety. And while the intent is good, right, Unfortunately, it's loading kids' schedules with a ton of extracurricular enrichment activities can actually have an adverse effect on kids. So children, I mean, basically all of us though, but especially children, especially young children need free time to balance out their activities. They need to be able to get to know themselves, to feel peaceful, right? You know, and it's interesting because it's very especially children that need the a lot more free time. And we're going to talk about pretend play and things like that. It's very especially children that need the a lot more free time. And we're going to talk about pretend play and things like that. But and adolescents need some more structure. It's really interesting. I've, I've learned that over the years. But let's focus for this moment on free on little kids so imagine that little little child who's you know absorbed deeply in pretend play and they're like completely focused and the world around them disappears and this is actually one of the most vital activities that all children can do it basically helps them process their world and their feelings, they heal hurts, they expand their creativity, and they do everything, all of that, in their own time and their own place. And without pretend play, without unstructured play, children tend to be more nervous and less able to relax and sleep. So can't send them to a class to put them in this pretend play state. We can't instigate it. You know, we can't enrich this kind of activity, right? So the only thing we can do is to leave time and space for unsupervised but safe free play and trust that downtime is essential to our kids' creativity, to their identity, and honestly, a rushed schedule, full, you know, packed full activities, it doesn't allow for that. It actually just kind of, it really promotes stress in kids. And unfortunately, we see that kind of stress a lot. I remember taking Sora to swimming classes at the YMCA and we, or we would choose, we would do swim class or we would do tumbling and we would do a class once or twice a week. And we would go to this swim class, and I remember there were kids who were going in the locker room who were being rushed out of swim class so they could go to the next class. It was like, boom, boom, one thing, then the other. And that's really very common, unfortunately, but it's not good for little kids. They really do need that unstructured 
pretend play. They need downtime. So there was actually a developmental psychologist, David Elkind. He reported that kids have lost more than 12 hours of free time per week in the last two decades. And he did this. There was this report titled Crisis in Kindergarten, Why Children Need Play in School. It was published by the Alliance for Childhood. He reported that kindergartners in New York and Los Angeles spend nearly three hours per day on reading and math instruction and less than 30 minutes each day on choice or playtime. Oh my goodness. It's crazy, right? Kids are spending more time in organized activities than ever before. And it really is having that impact, both mentally and physically. Physically, there are kids who actually have like, there are overuse injuries in kids and teenagers from specializing in a single sport. And that's, those are escalating. Dr. James Andrews of orthopedic surgeon reports that he now treats four times as many overuse injuries in youth sports as five years ago. So it's basically too much too soon. And also in trading away our young children's downtime, we're also seeing significantly lower levels of creativity in young adults. It's not that organized activities themselves, they destroy creativity, but it's basically the lack of downtime, the lack of boredom time, even apparently two hours of play per week of unstructured play can boost children's creativity to above average levels. And I've seen the creativity in my kids for sure with that unstructured play. It's amazing. It's just a shame and a crisis in our world. Like, you know, if kids are just their whole day has is structured activity and we're really kind of just devaluing what children need most, this unstructured play, pretend play, free time. And we're kind of replacing it with both excessive adult control, but also with our screen times and our devices. So that's a whole other thing. But it really is helpful and important to increase, especially for little kids, the amount of unstructured time that they have without devices. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And the season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. 
I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. So you might ask, you know, sports, music, you know, what about how much should we push our kids to practice? And the answer there is, I believe that we don't actually need to push our kids well, wait a second, you might say, what about like, they're going to be nine and they're going to be entering soccer and all the kids will be ahead of them. But you know what? Michael Jordan, he loved all kinds of sports and he played baseball as an adolescent, but he failed to make his high school basketball team as a sophomore. But nothing was going to stop him from being Michael Jordan. He just continued to practice. He made the team the next year. He did not even start to play basketball till high school. Michael Jordan, okay? Tom Brady, who is like, you know, they call him like the greatest of all time, you know, incredible football player. He played a bunch of different things. He played football, basketball, and baseball in high school. And I believe he also didn't start playing football until high school. I mean, we don't really need to be pushing our kids to kind of get them ahead. They, two-year-olds don't need structured sports or three or four or five-year-olds. You know, and, and what about music, right? So Maggie, my oldest daughter, she's really precocious in music. She loved, we have a piano in our house. She loved playing on the piano. And we asked her if she wanted lessons. So at four and a half, she started taking lessons. And so we gave her these lessons. And her teacher was like, you need to make her practice. It was just like such simple stuff. But at that time, we thought, oh, we need to listen to this teacher. And we started to like make her practice. And we basically killed her love of piano and music by making her practice. And six months down the line, she didn't want to do it anymore. And we we, we stopped the whole thing because we were forcing her and pushing our kids to pushing her to to practice and it it basically killed her love of music so we're like okay forget it we're we're not doing this anymore a couple years go by maybe she was like seven or something she loves music you know you can tell at one point I asked her I said hey you know do you want to take piano again I it'll be totally your thing you can practice or not I won't be I won't make you practice it's just totally for you if you love it you can do it and so she was like yeah I want to do it and I completely let it be her thing she practiced a fair amount and then didn't, but she loves piano. She's so musical. She's really gets so much joy out of it. And when it became her own thing and her choice, she did it and she loved it. So it wasn't for me to make her do this thing. That would have, all it did was devolve our relationship, right? And it's her life. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I encourage you to, you know, this can be a sort of crazy thing for you to give your kids more free time when the rest of the world is rushing from thing to thing. But 
kids really, really do need, little kids especially need more free time, free time without devices. They need to have time where they're bored and they say to you, I'm bored. And you just say to them, and this is from Kim Payne from Simplicity Parenting. He says, just say to them, something to do is right around the corner. Something to do is right around the corner. And just become so boring (laughs) that they go and I have used that and it really, really does work. And, you know, we've had screen-free Sundays for many Sundays and for many, many years. And we've, we, our kids had very limited screen time when they were little. And the creativity that's come from those times has been awesome. You know, the forts in the wood, the, the incredible straws and connectors, creations, the, the animal hospitals, all that stuff. That is exactly, exactly what our kids need. So I know, I know it takes a leap of faith. It requires you to be brave, to trust that simplifying your child's life and giving them downtime to play, giving them time to connect with their families or just whatever is is what they really need. It's more than okay to give them that time. It's more than okay to prioritize family time. It's okay to want to, you know, spend time with our kids and, and not on the sidelines, right? To just be with them and not just doing things for them, right? You know, our kids don't need to be enrolled. They don't need to be entertained, scheduled, supervised, coached, or assessed in an adult-directed activity to be happy. And in fact, they need that time to figure out who they are and, and discover, you know, what makes them happy, what lights them up on their own. They can lead the way. They can direct their lives in that. So I know busyness is glorified in our society, but it is not not a badge of honor, right? We we need to, I encourage you to, to know that you're not alone if you value and protect your child's free time and know that it is so, so good for your kids to have that, have that time. So Let's simplify. We need to build in unstructured days, put them in the schedule, allow breathing space in your schedule, allow downtime, not only for your kid, but also for you. But but really, really, they need it. Little kids need fewer organized activities, less screen time, and a lot more unstructured playtime. And you are just going to see their creativity blossom for sure. Okay, so I hope this has been helpful for you. And I wish you a great week. If you think this has been helpful for you, maybe you can pass it along to some friends who you might find it helpful for. And I'm so glad you took the time to connect with me here in the Mindful Mama podcast. Please pass it around, share it around. That's how we, you sharing the podcast allows us to do the work me and my team do to put this podcast out to you. There's many many hands in this. We've got sound editors and people making graphics and uploading and all these different things. So it it does take a team to create this podcast and you sharing and supporting it makes all the difference in the world to us. So I hope this has been a helpful episode for you and I look forward to connecting to you real soon. Thanks so much for listening. Namaste. With me being a introvert, I'm not really that good. I guess that I'm sharing my feelings or emotions, but your program just helps me 
to do that now in a way that I'm more present in the moment and aware. For me, it was definitely my old habits and how I do not like to be that way towards my son. It's when I realized how he's just this empty canvas and I just want to fill him with the art of love and good parenting and understanding instead of a bunch of scribbles. We learned a lot of skills. We wanted to set the foundations before the real deal begins. He's an introverted person and I'm an extrovert and there were a lot of times that there was some miscommunication because of that and now we kind of see it in a better perspective. So it not only just it helped what we want to do with our child, it also helped with each other as well. I would say join, most definitely. The program really does offer a way for us to be more vulnerable. I would definitely recommend it because it would put your mind at ease on so many levels. It gave me a lot of peace of mind to see that this is just not me or who I am. So if you're that type of person that really wants to know the why and instead of just following it through or riding the wave, definitely go for it. Definitely do it. It's really helpful. It will change your relationship with your kids for the better. It will help you communicate better. And just, I'd say communicate better as a person, as a wife, as a spouse. It's been really a positive influence in our lives. So definitely do it. I'd say definitely do it. It's so worth it. The money really is inconsequential when you get so much benefit from being a better parent to your children and feeling like you're connecting more with them and not feeling like you're yelling all the time or you're like, why isn't things working? I would say definitely do it. It's so, so worth it. It'll change you. No matter what age someone's child is, it's a great opportunity for personal growth and it's a great investment in someone's family. I'm very thankful I have this. You can continue in your old habits that aren't working or you can learn some new tools and gain some perspective to shift everything in your parenting. Are you frustrated by parenting? Do you listen to the experts and try all the tips and strategies, but you're just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does it all seem so overwhelming with too much to learn? Are you yearning for a community of people who get it? who also don't want to threaten and punish to create cooperation? Hi, I'm Hunter Clarkfields, and if you answered yes to any of these questions, I want you to seriously consider the Mindful Parenting membership. You'll be joining hundreds of members who have discovered the path of mindful parenting and now have confidence and clarity in their parenting. This isn't just another parenting class. This is an opportunity to really discover your unique, lasting relationship, not only with your children, but with yourself. It will translate into lasting, connected relationships, not only with your children, but your partner too. Let me change your life. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com to add your name to the waitlist, so you will be the first to be notified when I open the membership for enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside mindfulparentingcourse.com
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.